For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Scored a touchdown earlier in a direct snap. Now it's Michelle's turn running all the way. Gets to the edge. Sonny Michelle will send the Dogs home to the championship game. Fifty-three and a half yard drive near hash. Kick right, snap, hold. Kick is away. It's reaching, and it is good, good, good. Hot pot does it. All right, hot pot. Thoughts with an up and out, wide open. Touchdown, Israel. Two. Welcome back. Welcome back. It is another edition of the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcasting network for professionals. As always, I'm your host, Corey Burton. Joining me from South Georgia, it is the tornado himself, a man that does not enjoy the 5 a.m. alarm, but is going to rectify that situation very soon. It's Israel Troop. What's going on? What's going on? Yeah. Uh, wake up. Five o'clock every morning is not fun whatsoever to make this job to Albany. But, you know, uh, see my kids and stuff, and, you know, um, they have a great administration, so they, they make it pretty easy for me. So it makes it a little bit easier getting up in the morning. Yeah, when you enjoy where you're going, it's 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 a bit it's a bit easier, and and, uh, and you can enjoy it. So uh, glad you at least have that going on. So um, if you want to follow the show at Believe in Dogs on Twitter, um, at Coach Burton 36 at Troopstar28, Twitter and Instagram. And while we're on Instagram, at Burton.Corey. I've noticed a few people have followed me, uh, so that's exciting. Uh, i noticed a few people have followed the show. That's exciting as well. So I um, want to welcome, uh, of course, we're brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Well, uh, Israel, baseball's in full swing. Got the Masters. Uh, you, are you uh, are you betting on golf? I know you're watching it. It's like a it's like uh, yeah. a holiday in Georgia. <laughs> it is, man. It's it's a very exciting time when the Masters come. Um, I mean, it's 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 an event like no other, as they say. So, um, I haven't bet yet. I haven't looked at lines, but I'm thinking right now. Um, I like Dustin Johnson and I like Justin Thomas. I like um, Marikawa. And um, there's one more that I like. Um, I can't think of it. Oh, I like, I like Jordan. After winning that last uh, tournament, I like Jordan Spieth right now too. So it's 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 gonna, it's gonna be interesting to see, especially with the weather coming in. Absolutely, and uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be um, it's gonna be interesting. Let's just say that. Um, so a couple of lines. I don't really know how to bet these lines, but 
There's one line that's Justin Rose versus the field. Justin Rose is plus 350 on the money line. And then you have a combination of Rose and Spieth for plus 20, 221 uh, on the money line with uh, against the field. So uh, I don't know how those bets work. I'm going to investigate it, I guess. But um, bet online is the place to go. So head to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. But it doesn't stop there, Israel. Got a new, got a new sponsor. Oh, really? Monster, MonsterBass.com. All right. You ready for this? So, you know, I, I've got, you know, with, with all the hunting stories you've got, I can actually fill in the gaps <laughs> with some of these fishing stories. I was actually on such a heater that a fish actually jumped in the boat while I, while man. we were running. So talk about a hot streak, right? Yo, that that's no doubt, man. That this it's very rare that they'd even do that. Y'all yeah. must have been getting them going. We were, we were, we were in. The, uh, we were actually doing some saltwater fishing. It was, uh, it was inshore. Uh, we were fishing uh, in the mangrove trees, so uh, we were catching some pretty good uh, sheep's head, redfish amongst others that I have no idea what they are. So, um, but we, yeah, we were using live bait. We were using, uh, shrimp, live shrimp. So uh, that's exciting. So, uh, that's why, uh, this is why I'm excited about our newest sponsor, Monster Bass. Monster Bass is the fun and affordable way to get the best, the best new baits from the fishing industry's top brands delivered to your door each month. Premium subscription fishing company that handpicks the best base, best baits based on where you live and fish. So I might get a different box of baits because I live in Tennessee and you might get a completely different set because a, you live closer to saltwater than I do. And B, uh, the fishing might be different down there, uh, in South Mm -hmm. Georgia. So that's what they do. They use their, they use your location. So no more guessing on which baits are going to work. Just leave it to the pros at monster bass. This is great for me. Basically, it's like having your own personal fishing guide, and it's changing the way bass fishermen shop for baits. They're quickly becoming... That's that's definitely sweet. They're quickly becoming the number one fishing brand for anglers everywhere. They've got the best baits from the best brands, and they've got you covered by the industry's best customer service. So if you want to catch bigger bass this season, head over to MonsterBass.com. Use the promo code DOGS10, that's D-A-W-G-S-10, and get $10 off your first box. Sign up for Monster Bass now. Not now, right now. So so pause, go to Monster <laughs> Bass, sign up, enter the promo code DOGS10, D-A-W-G-S-10, to get $10 off your first box. So um, I'm excited to see what uh, what they bring to the table. Um, I'm, I'm going to put it to the test, Israel, uh, and, and I might actually get some baits, and I might actually call up my brother-in-laws and enter in <laughs> one of these fishing competitions. Hey man, do it. Um, down here in um Adel, uh, uh, a kid, he's about sixteen, seventeen, uh, came up with the idea of putting live bass in the vending machine. I mean, live bait in a vending machine. Um, mm-hmm. so you know the bait stores, you know, it's either open or closed or it's halfway open. You know, during the day or whatever. So yeah. he said, "Well, let's just put you know live bait in the vending machine." And I mean, it works. I got some last week, and I mean the the worms are fresh. I mean, he's got minnows and stuff in there. So I mean, it was a great idea. So this right here is about to take off absolutely and, and and it's based on geography too so there's no there's no guessing game on okay am i going to get some am i going to get some good bait is it going to work is it you know 
None of that. None of that mm-hmm. at all. So, uh, but let's get into it, man. Um, spring practice is heating up. A lot of storylines to talk about in spring practice. Receivers, uh, you have cross-training receivers. You have Adam Anderson, who's blowing up. You have an intense battle at the cornerback position. And, and with the addition of Tyke Smith, which we called, uh, that makes some things interesting in the defensive backfield. Uh, and also you have the emergence of JT Daniels, which doesn't shock anybody, but he is really blowing up. And Carson Beck is making some noise uh, in, in the battle for that coveted backup spot. So, Israel, where do we start? Let's start. Okay. Let's start. He, he is blowing it up. I mean, he is having such a great spring. I've heard nothing but great news out of him. And the fact that, you know, Coach Smart is using him at that star position just shows how, how athletic he is. Um, you know, the, the way he moves, and, and we said it all along, especially when we were playing, I think it was Cincinnati or, Miss, or Mississippi State one. Um, the way he's coming off the edge and the way he's able to do things is it, great. I remember seeing him in high school when he was at Rome. And, I mean, he, he is a phenomenal player, and I'm glad to, show, glad to see that he's showing his athleticism and getting the praise that he deserves. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna give a little credit to uh to my man Brooks Austin. Uh, he was on the J Boy show. I was listening to him uh, the other night, headed home from uh from football, and we were talking about the, they're they're having a conversation about the star position and and the different options. And what I like about that position is that in a four two five or you know a a three five three or however you want to describe it, either an uh, odd front with five DBs or or any 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 type of nickel uh, defense you get some versatility to that position, that star position, uh, depending on matchups and, and, and kind of what you want. You can kind of make way with whatever philosophy you want. If you have a, a guy that's athletic and big like Adam Anderson, I think it gives you another dimension on the edge, on the perimeter. It gives you some somewhere uh, to lock down the edge. It gives you somebody to blitz from from somewhere that's not, typical and uh you know i i think it's going to be a great addition to this defense i I don't think it's a full-time deal i think adam anderson i think i described to you uh is he is the swiss army knife of this defense so Mm -hmm. you're you're gonna see him everywhere and i'm 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 here for seeing him in that star position occasionally when when it uh when the situation seems necessary because of the presence he has and the bona fide speed that he has out there at, at the size that he is, I think it's six five to sixty. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, he, like he's that. he's grown. I mean, our strength and conditioning staff has done such a great job um, with our players and, and developing them and developing their bodies and being able to move with all that weight and shoulder pads and things on. Like you said, he is definitely the Swiss Army knife. You know, he can he can come down and cover. He can rush the passer, and I mean that star position is so so important. You know, if you watch Alabama. When uh, Kirby Smart was there, that star position is, is the dude. You know, mm-hmm. aside from the safety, who's the quarterback of the field, that star position has so many responsibilities and have to be smart, athletic, and be able to tackle, be able to cover, be able to do so many things throughout the defense. And to be tabbed at that position, you know, from a kid who we expected a lot, but, you know, was kind of slow coming along, but has now flourished and blossomed now, I mean, it is amazing. And, and I hope the best for him. And I and I think the coaching staff made a made a great decision in, in developing him and getting him ready to play. Absolutely, I mean you have so many options there. You have 
you know, some of these young budding corners like Jalen Kemper, Keely Ringo, uh, Nylon Green, uh, Tyke Smith, you know, those guys that come in. Uh, any one of those guys can shuffle in at that star position. Those guys are going to have to cross train. You have uh, you have situations where you can get an extra safety on the field. Like, let's say you need somebody that can cover a little bit better than Adam Anderson, but you need somebody also that can provide run support. Somebody like Latavius Brini, who played there in the bowl game, played brilliantly. He's somebody mm-hmm. that could jump in there. I mean, you have so much you can do with that position, given the situation. It makes planning for this defense a nightmare. It does. It does. And with those front four, um, whether we use four, whether we use three, you know, it it, it gives you a different element um, to the defense as well. You know, in passing downs, you want a little bit more agile, a little bit more athletic guy to go in that spot. And we have those. You know, on short yardage downs, you want a guy who can come off the edge and, like I said, disrupt the passer, and we have that. So, I mean, it's it, it's a it's a great it's a great problem to have. You know, now yeah. it's just the point of who's going to that spot, when are we going to use them, and things like that. Now that part's easy. You know, yeah. you're able to do that. It's not to the point to where we have to find somebody to go to that spot. No, you you have three or four guys that you can rotate through that spot situationally, and that's that's when you know you're you're in you're in good shape. So these problems on that we seem to have on defense. Yeah. There's not a whole lot of experience, but I think scheme wise, we can kind of cover that up because if you notice Dan Lanning and, you know, mostly uh, backed by the philosophy of Kirby smart, uh, not afraid to blitz and not afraid to blitz from anywhere. They're not afraid to uh, blitz on any down. Uh, They will blitz any way possible. They they've gotten extremely creative, and and you saw it you saw it gradually increase throughout the course of last season. Whereas mm-hmm. at the beginning of the year they were a little bit more conservative, uh, you know, blitz when they had to. But as the season wore on, they got more and more and more aggressive. The only mm-hmm. team, the only two teams that were able to, I guess, take advantage of that were Florida and Alabama, and mm-hmm. Florida. Just found a found a weakness with us not being able to cover the running back out of the mm-hmm. backfield, and and Alabama just well, you know the the shit the 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 stable of wide receivers they have with Jalen Waddle, Devontae Smith, John Mechie the third, you know those guys just eventually they were going to pop anyway, so it didn't matter if we blitzed or didn't blitz, they were going to those those guys were going to you know those guys were going to beat us, and then mm-hmm. um you know in, in a situation like that you just gotta you just gotta score with them, and and so yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. It, it, it makes it a nightmare. So I, I think that blitzing from distance, coming off the edge, you know, double A's, cross stunts, things like that. And when you have somebody like Jordan Davis, it makes it so much better because you can mm-hmm. collapse the pocket from the inside and it gives you so much more freedom and it gives you more lanes to blitz through because the quarterback can't step into the pocket. Exactly. And you got to think too, along with Coach Landing and Coach Smart, that defensive staff is absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. And now you sprinkle in a little bit of Will Muschamp in there. I mean, come on. I mean, it's 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 like stealing now. Yeah. So, I mean, you got to think about it. Will Muschamp, he might not have fared well, you know, in some parts of his head coaching career, but he's a dang good defense coordinator. Yeah. He is very good at what he does defensively. So, I mean, you sprinkle that mind in there with those guys. I mean, Georgia can only go nowhere but up, pretty much. So, I mean, it's it's a, it's a great problem to have. And with the talent that we're bringing in, you know, it is 
it, it's crazy, you know, to even fathom the fact that, you know, we'll give up a couple of points. Of course we will, but yeah. I mean, we're, we're going to be pretty dang good on the, on the defensive side of football. Yeah. And the thing I'm not worried about, about giving up points is the fact that I think our offense is going to be even better than it was. We, we found us, we found an answer at quarterback and it seems like we have, a great contingency plan with with Carson Beck and, and Brock Vandegrift, uh, I guess, as we're transitioning to the offensive side of the ball. Um, I'll, real quick, I'll say this about Will Muschamp. Uh, for him to be able to devise ways for us to use the blitzes and pressures we have in this scheme, he can sit back and do all that as an analyst, not have to worry about going on the road recruiting, not have to worry about speaking at touchdown clubs and you know, hobnobbing with boosters and everything that you have to do as a head coach. He can literally sit in a room and devise a game plan, and Kirby could probably just ignore him and, and get a great game plan, and their defensive staff is freed up to do what Kirby wants to do, which is recruit, and it seems like that's happening. So, um, you know, this this hire is huge for uh, for Georgia, literally and figuratively. Because Will Muschamp is is available now, we we flip over to the offensive side of the ball. George Pickens, of course, goes down in you know early in the spring spring practice session. We talked about that I think two episodes ago, and what what, what we're going to do to uh, to make up for that. Well, Israel, the, the receivers are cross training, so <laughs> I, I think what's going to happen is they're going to try to in the aggregate get George's production. Uh, that that he would normally get, uh, but they're going to get it multi, uh, a multitude of different ways versus just through one guy. So mm-hmm. um, I, I'm excited, but I want to ask you, how difficult is it to cross train it at the receiver spots? Uh, it's it's it just depends on on how much you guys can do. Um, you, you look at you got what we have in. We have some guys returning um, that we recruited a couple years ago. We have some new guys coming in. So now this is year two. Um, in Coach Munkin's offense, uh, it's still it's still pretty much new, you know what I mean. So you're able to take those guys and teach them and train them to what you want them to do. Still, you know what I mean. Yeah. So I think now is to the point to where where are our playmakers? Who can we get the ball to? Who do we have confidence in? Now it's time to go play ball. You know, right. um, I tweeted earlier, um, I think this week about about tight end play. You know, the yeah. fact that we have three three four tight ends that that can get the job done. Is amazing. You know, people underestimate the importance of having a tight end, one that can be in line and block, that can be in the backfield and come out, and that can catch and be out in space. And when you line them up, so I mean, the fact that we have what three, three or four of those, and you know, we still have Burton. You know, thank God that his injury was was a minor, minor injury, but it's, yeah. it's significant but minor at the same time. But, you yeah. know, he'll be back. He'll be ready to play. You know, we still have Jackson. You know, we still have guys that can come in and, and get the job done. I think Coach Munkin and the offense is doing such a great job of, I think now, and I, I'm not real sure, but I think they're just getting everybody ready to play. It's always a just-in-case. You know, when somebody gets hurt, it's next man up anyway. You yeah. know, but I think the utilization of formations and doing all that stuff, I think, I think, George is going to be real dead. We always we're going to run the football. I mean, we we got a stable of backs. We're always going to be able to run the football. But now it's the point of getting the ball downfield. You know, uh, making Daniels look good. You know, him having confidence in his receivers. And now you add the element of, of a tight end. Now, George is going to be deadly. Yeah, and then speaking of tight end, I'm hearing Brock Bowers is a dude. Yes, 
and he, he's uh, he's being described as elite. So you have uh, you have LeBron and Larry Bird. Uh, I mean, <laughs> whoa, wrong sport. No, but yeah, you have two great tight ends right there. You can go twenty. You can go twelve personnel, twenty-two personnel with uh, with Cook, Zamir, the two tight ends, and then you know you you go uh, with that one wide receiver, whether it's Burton, Arian Smith, or what, what, whatever you need, Kyrus Jackson, whatever mm-hmm. you need out there on, on on the edge. But I mean, there's so much you can do play action wise uh, with crossing routes and mesh routes. There's so much you can do uh, exactly. RPO game. Uh, and with, in the NFL the now, they're they're utilizing three tight ends in formations now. Yeah. You know, so I mean, they're they're using all their tight ends in a lot of these new NFL schemes. So you take that aspect. Now we got a stable of tight ends now, man. It's 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 going to be fun to watch. Absolutely, and I can't wait to see those two guys produce. I can't wait to see Jermaine Burton in year two. I can't wait to see how Kyrus bounces back. I want to see Arian Smith with the full season. He's somebody that can take the take the top off of defense. All this potential, but the thing that's scary and the thing that people have trepidation over is the fact that they just haven't produced and they yeah. just haven't had the time to to get the experience to produce. So we don't truly know or have any sort of expectations based on actual production. We have expectations based on talent. Based on what mm-hmm. we know about the scheme, we know they're going to be in position. We know they're going to be uh, in, in the right places. We know they're going to be schemed well. It's just a matter of if those guys can make plays and, and, and based on the potential they have and the athletic ability they have and the trust that we have in the strength and strength and conditioning program, all things lead to, to believe that these receivers are going to pop. These tight ends yes. are going to pop. Um, and, and so I, I, I'm excited about it and I'm excited what Monken can do with a full year, knowing who the quarterback is, knowing that JT is fully healthy, knowing that we didn't train one guy all spring for him to just, just to quit and, and leave us in a, in, in a lurch. Uh, mm-hmm. and you know, all props to Stetson Bennett. He did a tremendous job in the interim, but you know, he, he did all he could do, uh, paved the way for JT Daniels. And now, now it's JT's team. So. Uh, I'm excited for it. I, I think there's a lot of great things on the horizon. The running back situation is going to be going to be crazy with Zamir, with James Cook. How you can use him? Uh, how do you how do you work in Rocky McIntosh? How, how do you work or Kenny McIntosh? I should say. Um, Rocky McIntosh was a linebacker at Miami. How do you work in <laughs> McIntosh? How do you work in Dywan Edwards? How do you work in Kendall Milton? How do you work in Lavasier Carroll? I mean, this is a great problem to have. I mean. You it could is. stick those two on, on you you could stick any two of those guys on the field at the same time and be great. You can put James Cook in at slot, run some jet sweep stuff with them. I mean, there's some creative mm-hmm. things you can do with these guys if they're willing to learn. So I'm excited. What you know, in, in your scheme, if you had these two great tight ends that you know are gonna be good, you had the stable of running backs that you know is gonna be good, you have a bunch of talented receivers, but you don't know exactly what you're gonna get. How do you how do you use those guys? How do you how do you balance your 10, 11, 12, 21, 20, 22 personnel packages? You know, how, how do, mm-hmm. what, what do you do with all that? Well, right now, I'm, I'm kind of in that problem right now. I mean, at Monroe right now, I mean, I, I got I got some dudes and they're all young uh, freshmen and sophomores. Got a couple of seniors mixed in between. Uh, my quarterback position is pretty much solidified. 
Um, I'm, I'm, my offense right now is pretty much Georgia's right now. You got so many guys just fi- trying to find a way to get them all on the field, you know. So um, for me right now, I just have different packages for them. I have different uh, groups, different personnel groups, you know, that I use. Um, I use I, we're, we're color oriented. So um, if I say, for instance, if I just said yellow, you know, that group knows that they're in the game. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just to the point now to where, all right, if I got all these dudes, so they got to play. I can't just have dudes just sitting on the bench. So now, you know, to keep everybody fresh, of course, you're going to give the hot hand to the person, you know, that's producing, of course. Yeah. But, you know, you always want to give that kid a break, too. So, you know, I just I use uh, just different personnel packages of different guys, um, guys that I trust, guys that know the offense, guys that can get it done. So um, I'm telling you, it's a great problem. It's a headache at times because, you know, of course, those guys want to be on the field all the time. But at yeah. the same time, if you build it, if you build your offense around it and you let them know up front, hey, all you guys are going to play. All you guys are good. And this is how we're going to do it. And right now, I mean, our kids are bought in. So I think that I think that's what Georgia's got going on right now, which which is which is great. It just shows you that the offense, you know, they, they believe in what those kids are doing. The kids believe in the coaches. They believe in the system. And now it's just time to go out there and work. And I can't wait for that first game. No doubt. I can't wait either. It's going to be. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be fun to see. It's going to be fun to see a, a jacked-up University of Georgia crowd at Sanford Stadium because you know Georgia's next as far as yes. just opening the floodgates and saying, ah, well, screw we it. Well, act, we're actually, you know, um, our COVID restrictions are done now yeah. here in Georgia today, effective today. So, um, you know, you, you still want to be safe and you still want to, you know, make sure that people are doing what they're supposed to do. Um, but yeah. it's going to be really exciting to see people back you know, in the stands, full capacity, mm-hmm. um, and things like that. I mean, at the Masters and at the golf tournaments now, people are, people are there. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's going to be an exciting time when football season comes around because you know people have been waiting for this one. Yeah, the Texas Rangers had a full capacity crowd the other night for their game. Mm-hmm. So, um, it, it's it's coming. So, uh, let's jump back over to defense. We, I want to talk about these cornerbacks because this is this is a hot ticket item. Again, spring practice is heating up, right? Yes, all, yes, all the storylines, right? Word of the day is copious. Uh, all these <laughs> copious amounts of, of storylines. So, uh, you know, you, you've got a cornerback situation where probably the best one you got is not even on campus yet with, with Tyke Smith coming over from West oh. Virginia, which, you know, part of me was surprised that he picked us over Auburn because his friends at Auburn, but like the other 75% of me is not surprised because you know, <laughs> there, there's, you know, that coach player bond uh, relationship is is vital and uh, yes. if, if coaches don't heed to this this was a tweet that you made too um, if coaches don't heed to this you know you're not going to be successful and and that this is an example of a great positive relationship and and this is a, an example of how well coach Adai builds relationships and and you see that he that's that's what he's all about and you you know this defensive back room is a going to be competitive, b is going to be fully bought in, and b they're going to and c they're going to be a family because yes that's what he that's the culture I hate using that word because it's overused but that's the culture he brings to to that DB room which is going to bleed into the other into the other rooms and it it, it fits right into the overall philosophy and and I, I feel like this is the most tightly knit Georgia team we'll get to that here in a little bit but. Uh, this cornerback room, this this cornerback position, you have Nylon Green coming in early enrollee, most talented in the signing class at the cornerback position. You have 
Keely Ringo, who probably would have played last year a little bit mm-hmm. at the star position had he not gotten injured. Then you have Jalen Kemper. Uh, then then you have Amir Speed, who's actually made a name for himself uh, as a, as a fifth year player. So I, I'm excited to see what this defensive back room brings with more passing. A lot of these guys are going to play. So you got to have four great cornerbacks, and I think we do. Don't know what the hell we're oh, yeah. going to get. Um, so so talk to me about kind of like expectations. We open up with Clemson. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're if you're listening to this and just now realize that, yeah, we're opening up with Clemson, and uh, yeah, yeah, they lose Trevor Lawrence, but Justin Ross is coming back. They have DJ Ungulalele. I'll get that right. Closer, before the first we're game. getting closer. We're getting, getting closer. closer. Getting closer. Um, we're gonna have to get me like a like a like one of those things you push the button and like says the name first, <laughs> and then I just repeat it. We're gonna have to get one of those. Or, exactly. Um, so y- you have. Uh, big big Cinco, and it's not going to be easy on these corners. And it's a neutral site, so you know it's going to be jacked up. Mm-hmm. How do you protect young corners? I don't. I don't think you protect them. I, 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 it just depends on you know how fall camp goes. You know, we're, for, from all accounts that I've heard and I've seen, you know they're having a great camp. I mean, a, a great spring. Um, and you got guys who, who've been there and Nolan Green comes in early who we expect to contribute early anyway. Yeah. Um, we just got a superstar at a, a superstar corner. He can play safety, you yeah. know, so we just got another one. And we, and we got guys who've been in the system for a couple of years that know it. So, Chris I mean, Smith now, is somebody that excites me at, at safety. Exactly. That's who it, that, that's his, I couldn't remember his name, but that's exactly what I was reading on um, earlier today. And I mean, I don't think you protect them. I think you just let them go. Those guys go out and play ball. I think Coach Adai is a dang good coach. Um, he's got to be, you know, to get um, what? What's the corner that committed again? I, I just had his name in my head. <laughs> Tyke Smith. Uh, Tyke Smith. Yeah. And in, in order yeah. to get Smith to come, he has to be a phenomenal coach. Because like yeah. I like I tweeted the other day, if if coaches aren't building relationships, I mean, what what are we in the business for? You know. So to get him to come and to get him in that room. Um, who has experience, who's been around Coach Adai, and to get those guys to to buy into what he's saying. I mean, there's no better way to do that than getting the guy who's played for him. You know, so now it's to the point of, all right, let's work fundamentals, let's work technique, and now let's go out there and play ball. I mean, know what you're doing, know how to line up, know the technique. Now let's go play ball. Let's go have fun. Let's do everything that got you here. You know, because when, when you get to college, and and this is go, this goes for anybody who's thinking about playing college football, if when you get to college, that game speeds up so fast in high school. You're you're the big fish when you when you're in high school. You're a four or five star kid. Um, you're bigger than everybody. But when you get to college, everybody's your same size. You got receivers that are your size that can run, you know, like gazelles. You know, so now it's to the point. Let's get fundamentally sound. Let's learn this playbook. Now let's go out there and ball. And right now, I mean, we got so many guys that that we just need to let loose. Like, don't protect them. You know, I think I think we protected our guys a little bit too much last year, um, especially when LeCount got hurt to where, you know, they're a little bit more passive than we've seen our DBs be um, for for a while now. And, you know, people didn't throw the Baker side because they knew they, they knew it was going to happen. Yeah. You know, I think that's what we got to get to the years of Tim Jennings and, and Demario Mentor and all those guys. We got to get back to that style of play where people don't want to play us. People know we're going to hit them in the mouth from the secondary position. And now it's just time to go out and have fun and ball. 
And I think right now, with everything I've been hearing about spring, that's what they're doing. And I mean, it's it's just going to be fun to watch when this when the, when this bunch finds their niche. And it might not be the first game against Clemson, but they're going to find it. They're going to hit their stride, and it's going to be dang fun to watch. And receivers should should watch out because it's going to be we're going to put on a show in that secondary. Absolutely, man. You got me fired up, Israel. You know, you got me. You got <laughs> well, me ready. Well, well, my kids got me fired up. I mean, we we're in the weight room today. I mean, they're they're getting after it. I mean, they're they're hollering, screaming, excited, jumping around. And I mean, it's just. I'm just ready for football season to start. I'm ready for our spring. I'm excited about Georgia's spring right now. So, I mean, I'm ready to go. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to rock and roll, too. I'm ready to put on a helmet and go do it myself. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited, man. And I think this first game that you're going to see, you're going to see a shootout. You know, I think our offense is going to, you know, it's going to be more explosive than it's ever been under Kirby. And I think it's going to be one of those situations where, these young DBs, they're going to be aggressive. I hope they play aggressive. And they're going to give up some big shots. Clemson's a good team. You know, Florida's a good team. They're going to give up some shots against Florida. They're going to give up some shots against whoever else we play. And that's going to happen in, in this league. Uh, you know, corners are like relief pitchers. You know, yeah. <laughs> sometimes they're going to give up bombs. Sometimes they're going to lock it down. Mm-hmm. You don't really know in any given situation when that's going to be. You just hope it's not catastrophic and that we can bounce back. And you hope that, you know, in, in baseball, you hope that your bats can kind of help you out in, in those scenarios. And uh, football, you you hope that your offense can continue to score points and pour it on and put pressure on their team. And eventually it'll it'll all even out. So I, I'm going to say just, hey, just let them go, man. Just let them just let them roll. Let them play. Let them be physical. Let the, let the big dog eat, baby. Let, let it eat. The big dog eat. I remember that on my orientation package. It was uh, <laughs> it was the session about the dining hall. It said let the big dog yeah. eat. That's so, it. I, I'm I'm all for that. That's that's a that's a great motto. So uh, we're gonna let those DBs eat. Linebackers are. I mean, we talked about linebackers. We'll do some uh, positional battles here. But let's talk about the East a little bit. You know what 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 do we you know everybody's crowning Georgia the East champion as of right now, you know, what is there a team that can jump up there in that number two spot? Is it, you know, is it Tennessee that has a possibility of it? You is know it, who, you is know it who? I'm glad you brought that up because you know who exactly, I think it's Missouri. I think yeah. Missouri is going to be that sleeper team that comes in because they didn't have a bad season last year. And they I think they're starting to, I think they're starting to figure things out over there. Hell, they gave us trouble for a little while there. Yeah. They um, did. So I think Missouri is the sleeper team in the East, but also don't count out South Carolina because I think South Carolina's got some things going. I, I follow um, all those guys on Twitter over yeah. there, and um, my tight end, who's that, but also Jaheim Bell is over there as well. They moved into running back this week. I mean, he's killing it right oh, now, wow. you okay. know. So um, he plays running back for us um, his freshman and sophomore year um, until I stole him to play some tight end and wide receiver for me. So. You know he he's doing some great things over there, coming off a knee injury. So I mean, I think Missouri, I think Missouri is the sleeper, and I think Cyclone is the dark horse to to watch out for. Because I mean, it's going to be some. I think the East is now being at just as competitive as the West. I, th- I think we're getting to that point now. Yeah, um, we're almost because we there. look over there. Yeah, you got the Auburns and the Alabamas and LSU. I mean, they're they're slobberknockers every week over there. But I think now the East is starting to catch up, and when when that happens, I mean, you, you got to watch out because it, it could be anybody's ball game after that. Yeah, no, this is a great, great, great time to be in the SEC. I mean, you've got 
Arkansas playing really good football. They were they were the bottom dwellers. Vanderbilt made some changes. They finally got a three hundred million dollar financial plan to to build their facilities. It's I think that's about thirty five years overdue. Uh, but Clark Lee is doing a great job over there so far, building energy and excitement around their program. Obviously, they're not going to do anything this year, really. Uh, they're not there yet, but they're going to play hard. They're going to be pesky. South Carolina, I, ultimately, yes, they're dark horse, but ultimately, I just don't think they're going to do it this year. They're also going to be extremely pesky. Watch out for them next year. I think next year they're a legitimate contender. Uh, Florida's going to take a take a bit of a hit. They just lost way too much firepower. When you lose that much firepower, it's hard to replace. You're 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 replacing probably one of the best tight ends. Going to step into the NFL and be immediately one of the best tight ends in the league. You lose Kadarius Tony, who's also an early day two, if not sneaking into a a, a late day one pick in the NFL. You're losing Kyle Trask. You're losing you're losing a ton of ton of production over there. On uh, on the offensive side of the ball, that's going to be tough to recover from. And Tennessee just got decimated in the transfer portal. So many people left. Coaching change. Uh, they might actually finish last. And Kentucky, I, I'm I'm done getting my hopes up on Kentucky. I'm just <laughs> going to wait and see with them. They made some great hires. They did. Uh, they made some great hires. They're doing the right thing. They're just in a situation where I'm just like, okay, just show me at this point. But I'm excited about Connor Basilic at quarterback at Missouri. I think Eli Drinkwitz, I was very skeptical of him, Israel. Mm-hmm. Very skeptical because I, I just it just didn't feel right. It, it just didn't it, it kind of feels like Brian Harson at Auburn. Yeah. It just it just feels weird for him to be in the SEC just randomly, you know. But I thought he did a great job with Missouri. I, I thought they got better each week. They had a really, really hard start to the season. Um, with uh, Alabama, and then anybody you play after Alabama, it's 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 a tough scenario. Uh, Tennessee mm-hmm. was Tennessee was on a heater at that point. They fell off a cliff later, but I think if Missouri gets them week six, week seven, they probably drub Tennessee. Um, but they didn't. They, their quarterback situation wasn't solidified quite yet. So, uh, but they, they've got some good things going. Uh, they've got some decent recruiting, great player development. But you know Eli Drinkwitz is doing a good job of of building his brand there at Mizzou, and uh, you know I hope they finish second place. But I, I think they will. <laughs> I think they will be very, very, very difficult. They come. They come between the hedges, though. That's the good news. So yes, that that is the good news. It's, it's hard to play over there when it's uh, thirty degrees and sleeting. Uh, when, when we don't really get that over here in Georgia, so. Yeah. Um, I think I think the uh, the SEC did that on purpose. Yeah, no doubt, no freaking doubt. So, uh, talking about spring storylines, uh, you know Brian Harson coming in at Auburn. You got Texas A and M looking uh, to replace Kellen Mond. Seeing what they're going to get there. Anything in the West jump out at you? I know Texas A and M just hired uh, Antonio Cromartie. Um, I saw that on Twitter. Um, I, I think that is that is a good hire. I don't know at what capacity he's actually helping them with, um, but I know he is he is on their staff. So um, I think their defense just got that much better, which is scary because their defense was already good. Um, I think offensively, um, I think they'll struggle out the gate at first, but I think they'll figure it out. You know, Jimbo will always figure it out. Um, him and that 
big head of his will will figure and and his notebook, his notepad will always figure things out. Um, yeah. But over there, the the West is a toss up this year. Um, I think is I think it's really out of my dark horse team. Okay, follow me here is actually Arkansas because they're doing really well and they're going to surprise some people. I think Ole Miss is going to be very competitive this year. Yeah, I really do. But I think Auburn is the sleeper team over there this year because, I mean, what the coaching staff that they have and the fact that those guys are, are have brought into to Coach Harson, I mean, they're going to be really, really good. They got a, a brand-new defensive coordinator um, because we all know, like, like I said about Muschamp, Coach Mason is a dang good coordinator. Head coach is questionable, but he's a dang good coordinator. So they got him. They got Bobo calling it over there on the offensive side. So we know we won't see uh, Knicks going back and forth with Bobo because I know that for, ain't going to happen at all. Um, right, so right, right. I think Auburn is the sleeper team over there. And now it's a toss up. You know, Alabama is going to be Alabama. So, yeah. Is and LSU is just just decimated with everything that they got going on right now. So it's not I a think, fun time to be LSU. Yeah, I think I think, I think oh, they subpoenaed they subpoenaed Ed Orgeron. By the way, I think. Oh jeez. So, yeah, it's getting, oh, it's getting geez. bad over there. It's get it's getting really bad. So I think Auburn's the sleeper. I'm t- I'm going to take Arkansas as my dark horse team over there, and I think Ole Miss is going to be the team to watch. Over there now. Now let's not let's not count out Mississippi State because they went on a roll at the end of the season there. Mm-hmm. So I mean the the West is the West is just like the East. You know you got a couple teams that got hot and they got a lot of guys coming back. So it's gonna it's gonna there's it's gonna be some fun football um, come September. Yeah, I I consider Ole Miss the Missouri of the West, where they they play. You know, they don't have a whole bunch of superstars, but they play extremely above their heads. Now, Lane Kiffin does a great job scheming. He's a he's a very very cocky individual, so um, he brings that energy to to the Ole Miss program. He's fun on Twitter, uh, so I, I, I that's my dark horse. I think they're mm-hmm. going to do some big things. And schematically, if you want to if you want to kind of break down of what Lane Kiffin's offense is all about, I actually. Uh, when we, when uh, my friend Steve on the uh, the Palmcast, the Positively Ole Miss podcast, Palmcast, uh, when he launched his channel back uh, in the in the height of the COVID days, uh, we did a boot camp. We called it Boot Camp the Offense, where we we just completely broke down Lane Kiffin's uh, offense from FAU because he had just been hired. Uh, so we looked at all of his stuff from FAU from year one to year three. And we looked at some of the patterns and some of the things we noticed. So check that out on YouTube. Uh, Palmcast, uh, Positively Ole Miss. Find that on YouTube. Subscribe to that. You can kind of see if you're wondering uh, if any Ole Miss fans are happen to be listening. Uh, check that out. I, I've made several appearances there. And, and Israel, you, you actually came on around the SEC with us uh, also. So, um, and, mm-hmm. and, and Palmcast, he's, he's going to help us. Steve is going to help us a little bit. He's going to help get these two awesome faces so you can see who who's talking uh we're, we're gonna we're gonna go live in the uh in, in the in the web streaming so when you move israel you gotta find that you gotta find that area that you can build your set so like 
baseball, know, jersey, I got, football. I got to get lockers and stuff, just just like yeah. our man J Boy over there, man. I know you, we we got to do it up, man. We we got to do it up, but we'll we'll get that going very very soon. And so I, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. But yeah, Ole Miss is my dark horse. I I think Arkansas is going to be trouble. Arkansas is kind of like my South Carolina. They mm-hmm. didn't have a whole lot. They played extremely well, extremely above their heads. They're they're still relatively a mystery, but they're extremely well coached as well. And so I I'm, I think they're going to cause some trouble over there in the West. I think Mississippi State's going to be trouble. I think Mike Leach, we all know, everywhere he goes, he tears it down to rock bottom. That that every team he's ever coached uh, as head coach, he tears it down to start, gets it to rock bottom where you're thinking, my God, this was a mistake. And then year two, he builds up the way he wants it. He gets guys that buy in. Uh, he gets guys that fit his system and what he does. And, and he finds the island of misfit toys and makes it work. Because that's just what he does. Mm-hmm. And it works. And it pops. He did it at Texas Tech. Did it at Wazoo. Probably going to do it at Mississippi State, too. It's going to be a little bit more difficult in this league. But it, he's he's going to make things difficult uh, for, for the entire league. A&M. Uh, they have the task of replacing Kellen Mond. I still think they're legitimate contenders. I think they're the closest team that can knock off Alabama in the West. Um, Auburn, I really like the direction they're going. They're really talented, and uh, all it's going to take is a little bit of buy-in from from Brian uh, to Brian Harson for them to be really good. I think that's happening. I I think he made all the right hires. I was impressed with the staff that he hires. I still, to this day, think it was odd they went that far outside the box, but you know, Israel, sometimes you have to think outside the box in those scenarios. There you go. So you have to, I mean, it's, it's one of those situations to where you got to look at how, how everything went down with that situation. Um, and now it's just the point of getting those guys to do what you want them to do. And I think out of all reports that I've heard so far, I think he's done that. So, I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm jacked up about, about football season, not just mine, but, just everybody in the SEC, because, I mean, it's going to be some fun football to watch when this thing gets cranked up. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Well, in, in the spirit of football and spring practice and things like that, are, are, do you, are you a sunglasses guy, or, or are you, do you do the, the visor with the, the heavy squint because the sun is still in your eyes, but you refuse <laughs> to wear sunglasses during COVID with the whole mask scenario? Did you wear sunglasses? What? What was your experiences with that? Oh man, I, I'm a sunglasses guy. At church. I, I, I'm about to say at church, but but during practice, um, you know, I kind of just wear a hat at practice. Um, I'm a visor guy during the games. Um, that's just you know we've we've always just worn visors. I've gotten accustomed to it, but I think I'm gonna go hat this year for the games. Um, okay. I think I'm gonna switch it up a little bit this year. You go um, hat and cargo shorts. Oh no, I don't wear shorts during the game. No, 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 no. If I lose a per if I lose to a guy that's wearing shorts, then I'm very upset. You know, because I feel nice. like shorts are, you know, for practice. And I think you should at least wear pants during the game. You know, you don't have to wear a collar shirt all the time, you know, but I, I feel like you should at least, you know, have on pants during the game. You know, and, and that's just me. Some guys, you know, they wear shorts, you know, during the during the August uh, months and things like that because it's so hot down here. But, I mean, I, I got to wear pants. I, I can't do it. Yeah. I I, uh, I I just feel more professional. I've worn shorts before. It feels weird to yeah, wear shorts during a game. It feels like I'm in a scrimmage. Uh, so I, I try not to. 
Um, but sometimes it's just so dang hot. I, I can't help it because this, you know, I don't know, but, uh, sunglasses, uh, have you, have you ever broken sunglasses during, uh, during your time? I have not, I have not broken a pair, but like I have you spike thrown your hat, a pair. You spike your hat yeah. and you forget that they're on there and they go flying. I've thrown a pair of sunglasses, you know, thinking that I forgot my hat and I had my glasses on I, and I went to reach and I grabbed my glass and I just threw them, you know, at, at a kid, um, you know, like I would normally do my hat. And luckily they didn't break, but I scratched them up bad, boy. It was terrible. Um, yeah. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, well, um, it, it's, it's, uh, it's time to make your outdoor experiences better with Canaan. That's our new sponsor, Canaan. Okay. Uh, yeah, Canon sunglasses are made exclusively with polarized lenses for optimal clarity. They're made with Japanese optics that makes their lenses A, clearer, B, lighter, C, stronger, and the Italian handcrafted frames, they're impossible to scratch. So if you want to up your, your, you want to up your sunglass game, use the exclusive code CANONCAST15, that's K-A-E-N-O-N, cast 15 at canon.com to receive 15% off on your first pair that's canon cast 15 k-a-e-n-o-n cast 15 canon clearly better i'm going to check these out i'm I'm definitely going to check these out i i need like one more pair of glasses uh to have you know either i can keep them at school uh you know keep one in my car keep one in my wife's car and then I can have a pair of sunglasses that kind of go back and forth with me and travel with me, I guess, or stay at home and use the ones in my car. Like I, I wear Costas right now, but if these are mm-hmm. scratch proof, if these are lighter, clearer, stronger, um, and if you can get a pair that don't fog up, mm-hmm. that's for me, man. So yeah, I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna check these things out. Most definitely, I think I, I am too because I I wear my Ray Bans during during practice and stuff, and you know I, I don't want to mess those up. Um, I got a pair of that that my wife got me for Christmas, and that's actually the pair that I threw. And luckily, I didn't have. I, I got they scratched. They got I got I got a big scratch on them, but I was able to get it fixed. So there I think go. I'm gonna check these out because I need a pair that I just use for practice. Yes, 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 yes. I do too. I need a pair um, that I use for practice. I just need a pair that that I can wear, or I just need a pair that I can have it at home that I can either keep in my wife's car. So I don't have to like, I, I do the the sunglass shuffle, and mm-hmm. I always happen to forget them when I least expect it. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's I always have how it works. Them, I always have them when I don't need them. Never have them. Never seem to have them when I do, and that's because I'm playing the shuffle. So I'm, I'm gonna go to Canaan. Canaan Cast fifteen. That's a great promo code. Easy to remember. Um, you know, I'm so all the promo codes, I hope you're taking notes. Dogs 10 for Monster Bass. Get your get your baits. Go fishing. Win you a tournament. Get your name in the paper. Win that prize money. And then uh, go to, and, and use your cane and sunglasses to help you. Because they have some that that have blue blockers on them that are great for fishing. So um, Sweet. I, I'm, I'm excited. So uh, depending on where you are, you might need a different shade of lens. Like I have a pair that have like green lenses. Mm-hmm. My Costas have green lenses. They're they're awesome. They're like better yeah. All than of eating. my sunglasses are polarized, so when I go fishing, yeah. you know, I kind of you can see through the water and things like that. So yeah, I mean, if these can do that. Shoot, I'm 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 because I need yeah. a pair. They're definitely polarized. So you know who else is polarized? 
Fandy Who's Baseball. They are uh, they are currently losing to our dogs, fourteen to two. Oh man, they had they, a rough day today. Yeah, bottom the the eighth inning. Uh, you had four home runs. The dogs put up four home runs. You had back to back to back home runs by Tate King and Blaylock. Um, and then you had a home run by Anderson as well to to bring the score up to fourteen to two. So, um, let's just say the bats finally woke up. Yes, yes, and that's the only thing that we've been missing. We've had great pitching, you know. And I was me and you were talking before the show about that uh, Georgia Southern game. I mean, when when our our pitching is great, you know, we we've got to wake the bats up to kind of help them out. So. Tonight, I guess, I guess they, they figured it out, and, they, and that's great because Vandy's a dang good football. I, I mean, football, dang good baseball team. Um, like I said earlier, I think they're number one in the nation or something like that. Vandy's always been good um, since the Dans, Dansby Swanson days and, and guys before him as well. So the College World I mean, Series, I think they've got two yeah. national championships. Yeah, so I mean, it's 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 for us to go and do this tonight. I mean, brings hope, but I just hope that we can sustain it because, you know, we beat South Carolina in game one and then we just kind of fell off, you know, the last two games. So, so let's see, you know, how well we can, we, we can finish out this series. Let's finish out this series and then get some momentum going forward. And, and I, I think if that happens, just watch what happens. And I think they go to work after that. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see that. Let's, let's get this series win. Tonight was a big leap forward in that quest. So I'm excited to see what they can do in that. Uh, other dog news, the women's basketball program seems to be getting a lot of good news lately. Joni Taylor signs a big extension. Uh, Jenna Stady and Q Morrison announced that they're going to return for another season at Georgia. They have pulled their names out of the WNBA draft, so they're they're returning. So, yes, they are. I just saw that. Just Brandon saw that. Sudge tweeted that. Um, so. Uh, I'm I'm excited to see that. I'm excited to see if any of these dogs, any of these six dogs, can uh, make a name in the Masters. I think Harris English is the uh, the one that's playing the best right now out of all those guys. Um, he's the most successful bulldog. He's made ten of thirteen cuts, five top ten finishes. He won the Century Tournament of Champions in Hawaii. He's got three career tour wins. He had a fourth place finish in the 2020 U.S. Open at Wingfoot. That was his best ever major finish. Uh, this is his third Masters appearance. He hasn't done well in Augusta. He missed the cut in 14, tied for 42nd and 16 at plus 11. So he can, uh, you know, he can only go up from here. You have Brian Harmon. Um, this, he's making his third appearance at the Masters. Um, he's made 14 of 15 cuts this season. He had a third place result at the Players' Championship. Kevin Kisner. Um, he's also making his sixth career Masters appearance. Um, last year was the only one he failed to make the cut. Uh, he's made eight out of 11 cuts, and half of those he's finished in the top 25. He finished runner-up at the RSM Classic in late November. Uh, so he's looking for uh, some things. Hudson Swafford, he's made six out of 15 cuts. He, he uh, He's playing some good golf. Brendan Todd. Uh, not doing too hot this year, but he is in the Masters field, so he must be doing okay. And then Bubba Watson, he he's won it a couple times, mm-hmm. uh, and so maybe he can get back on track. He's kind of struggling a little bit this year, um, but he maybe he can get it uh, get it going. So those those are the Georgia guys that are in uh, the field, and of course 
Uh, many, many of my friends like to rib me about Patrick Reed being one of us, but that cheater can go <laughs> no, on somewhere else. he's not one of us. No. He is not. He did not finish his career with us. Yeah. Uh, the, I always get the uh, your boy reference uh, to uh, <laughs> <laughs> to Patrick Reed. So I'm like, nah, I'm, you know, nah, you can have him. Yeah, so. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't dislike him, but I, I don't like, he has this, he has like a douchebag demeanor about him, you know? That's and a, that's a perfect, perfect way. Like he's not a, like a bad guy that I've, that I've seen, you know, but he just has such an, uh, an aura about him that I just don't like. Yeah. I, I, I hate it. He, he's like, he he seems like somebody that would like slit his own mother's Achilles to to win, <laughs> you know, or you know, hit 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 the wrong golf ball, you know, like he did, yeah, before. <laughs> He's got gamesmanship, right? Is that what they call it? Yeah, there right. you go. <laughs> uh, I hate that. So, um, I'm also excited about this NFL draft that's coming up. I, th- I think this is, you know, one of the you know, most drafts, you know, your top 10 is pretty set. You know, these mock drafts are pretty spot on. But I, I think this year, this mock draft, I, I think you can take every mock draft, probably crumple it up and, and throw it out the window. It's going to be much like March Madness. Nobody mm-hmm. knows anything. The only people that know yeah. are Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. After that, it is anything goes. Um, because, well, we now know the Jets need a quarterback. But do they draft Zach yes. Wilson? Do they hey, draft Justin I, Fields? I called Trevor that Lee? one too. Trey Lance. I did. I called it. You called him to the Panthers. That's r- no, I, no. You remember a couple of shows ago? Um, I think it was about a, a month or two ago. I called it. I said he's going to get traded. What the Jets are going to do? He's going to get traded if they're going to take a quarterback, and they did. They traded so, him, so, so they're, they're definitely taking a quarterback. Yeah, they're de- they're definitely doing it, and they're definitely yeah. I, it, it's it's like the least surprising thing ever. Um, I was kind of surprised that Carolina did because I, I kind of thought they were going to try to move up and get Trey Lance, but I guess they felt like, hey, let's get a veteran guy that can make all the same throws that Zach Wilson can make. So I, I'm excited about Sam Darnold landing where he landed. Mm-hmm. You know, getting That's in that offense that. with Joe Brady mm-hmm. is going to be nasty. Now, as a Falcons fan, I hate it. Yes. But as a football fan and as a fan of Okay, this guy got freaking screwed by being in one of the worst organizations in in the entire NFL. I like it because now he's going to have a real coaching staff. Matt Rule, um, you know, going to make some rookie head coaching mistakes. That's always going to happen. Um, but I thought he did a very good job with the Carolina Panthers. When you when when the star of the league is on your team and he goes down early and doesn't come back. And you have Mike Davis as your primary tailback. You have hardly anything beyond uh, Curtis Samuel, who's now gone mm-hmm. to the Washington football team. It makes it real difficult to score points and play well. He did just that. And so that's what he did. You know, credit to Joe Brady, credit to Matt Rule and his staff. Uh, I think they did a tremendous job. And now they're getting, I think, a premier talent at the quarterback position, guy that's just struggled because, you know, a lot of things, you know, some of it's on him. I can't say he's he's completely free of blame, but, you know, a lot of it was on circumstances. A lot of it's where he lands. I think he lands in a great spot. So uh, the Jets are back 
grasping for straws. They they're looking at another quarterback now. Who do you, okay? Lawrence is off the board. We know that, right? He's mm-hmm. gonna be he's gonna be a great fit no matter where he lands. He's gonna land in Jacksonville. He's gonna be a great fit. He's got some good young receivers to throw to. Got a good running back. Got a good backup quarterback. So, um, you know, got got a you know a fan base that's dying for a winner. Like they they yes. want to they want to win so bad. Uh, they will fight for their team. They fight like early on they didn't, but I think once they realized. Hey, we're actually good consistently. We need to get behind this team. Or, yeah, you know, I think threatening to move them to London really reinvigorated this fan base. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence is going to take that thing to the next level. Duval, right? So mm-hmm. take him off. Let's take him off the board, right? We know we know what mm-hmm. he's going to do. We know what he's bringing to the table. Who do you pick at number two? If I'm the Jets, if you're the Jets, who do you pick at number two? If I'm the Jets, I'm taking Justin Fields off, off the board. Reason being is because look at the systems he's played in. Although he transferred from Georgia, and people may get mad at me, but although he transferred from Georgia, he had a dang good career at at Ohio State. Um, The way he grew um, physically and mentally, um, just his demeanor and how he goes about things, I think that that's the kind of guy that they're looking for, an athletic guy, at quarterback. Um, I think there's – just Justin Fields just does it, and if I don't take Justin Fields, I'm definitely getting Zach Wilson. Um, the way the way he he maneuvered that BYU offense, um, his demeanor is very good as well. Um, you have some you have some great talent, you know, in, in that in that quarterback in this this year's draft at quarterback. So um, I'm taking I would take Fields first, but if he's not on the board, I'm taking Zach Wilson. Yeah, well, Fields is going to be at the board at number two because Lawrence is going number one. Uh, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Now, uh, Georgia fans, put your put your pitchforks down, put your torches down. Okay, <laughs> that happened a long time ago. It's okay. Let it go. Let, Let it, it go. go. Let it go. As, Georgia fans are sometimes like a bad breakup. You know, yeah, they they, they just, just won't let it go. They just, just can't let it go. They just can't let's, let it can go. We, let's be happy for the guy for a little while. You know, he really didn't do anything to us. You know, just no. let's let's be happy. I I mean, I I think the exit could have been handled a little bit differently, a little handled a lot better. Handled I think, a lot. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I I think that could like if you want to transfer, transfer. You don't have to like yeah. make up some random crap. I'm not going to get into all that, but um, you know, that, that's the only issue I ever had with Justin Fields. Kid's a hell of a player. It's fun to watch. Mm-hmm. He, he's got an it factor that. You know, Zach Wilson, I think, has a bit of an it factor, too. Don't get me wrong. But I, I think, you know, you watch you watch Justin Fields, right? He's just different. Mm-hmm. You watch him take command of that huddle. I don't know that if you take him out of that lineup and put Zach Wilson in there, if you get that type of production. You might. Yeah. But I, I don't know that you do. Justin Fields is six foot five. He's He's got a powerful arm. He can... He can make throws into windows that not many guys can make. Exactly. He ran a 4-4. Did you see how lean he's gotten to? He's lean. He's big. He, he, can, you know, he can take some shots. He took a really – he took one of the biggest shots I've seen in quite some time in the semifinal game against Clemson. Mm-hmm. And got back, right back up and threw a touchdown pass. Yeah, two, play, <laughs> two plays later, throws a dime to the tight end. A bullet dime to the tight end 
in the back of the end zone and grimaced afterward like he took a shot his ribs like his ribs were barely hanging on mm-hmm. um his his ribs looked like the the pile of bones at the end of rib night for me right <laughs> like just mangled and he hung in there took shot after shot after shot through dime after dime after dime right he's got an it factor and that's what i like about justin fields is he going to struggle a little bit, yes, because he's going to the Jets, first of all. B, it's the NFL. He will struggle. It, it's, it's not easy to play quarterback in the NFL. I don't care if you're a 10-year vet or a rookie. It is tough to play that position in the NFL. He's going to struggle. Let's just get that through our head. Trevor Lawrence is going to struggle a bit. Let's get that through our head. Their rookie, like Peyton Manning was 3-13 and and led the league in interceptions. Still has the rookie record for interceptions. He's a Hall of Famer, guys. Mm-hmm. You're gonna struggle. Brady almost got cut. Like he was fourth string. Like he was peace. Like he was practice squad his rookie year. Yeah. Like he almost got cut. You know, and it's always people who have either never played the game or think they know it, but they really don't. That just messes messes it all up for everybody. Yeah. You know. And you you think you know it, so you start talking, and now you just sound dumb. You know, just let let these guys go out and, and show. You know, will they prove you wrong? Maybe, maybe not. But I mean, let's 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 look at the upside before we before we try to you know crucify a guy. Yeah, but you know, you you, you look at all these quote analysts, and they say they point to scheme. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna poke some holes in that argument, right? Look at the schemes. Watch BYU schemes. Watch Ohio State schemes. They're not much different. They're not much different. No. It's the same. I mean, and then you di- talk about schemes, and then let's look at Baltimore. Look at the scheme that they run now with Jackson. They yeah. changed their whole entire scheme to fit what he does best. Ohio exactly. State with Justin Fields changed their whole entire scheme to well, no, fit they- what Justin Fields does best. They they modified it, but I mean they had a scheme that fit him because they had Dwayne Haskins, they had JT Barrett, they had all those guys. So that was kind of like he was perfect for that scheme, I think, at Ohio State. They modified it some uh, to fit his throwing ability because I think he's been the best passer that they've ever had. But yeah, yeah he, they threw the ball a lot more, so yes, they yeah. did fit it to what he does well. Yeah, that's yeah, that's true. But that's what good teams. That's what good teams yeah. do. I mean, it doesn't matter who who their guy is. Look at Georgia with Stetson Bennett. We try to do what he does well. That's what good coaching does. Yep. You know, let those coaches do what they do best and just sit down and enjoy the game. Yeah. Now, I, I think the 49ers would be very excited to get Zach Wilson at number three. And I don't, I wouldn't blame him. Zach Wilson, Justin Fields are, are the two best quarterbacks not named Trevor Lawrence in this draft. I think Trey Lance just doesn't have enough experience under his belt. He'll be mm-hmm. a good pro eventually. But he just—he's going to struggle for a bit longer. I think his learning curve is a lot steeper uh, than Fields uh, and and then uh, Wilson following him. So I think it's going to be interesting. What do the Falcons do it for? Uh, I'll tell you this before I answer that. I'll tell you this: if the San Francisco, if the Forty ers get Fields' this ball game, could you imagine him oh. in that Shanahan offense and just look what he did to Garoppolo? Yeah, and just imagine what he will do with Fields. Oh my God, uh, it, it's probably going to happen, Israel. Yeah, it's going to happen. 
they're getting Fields because New York's going to like. I'm predicting New York will draft Wilson. I wouldn't. Dra- I would draft Fields ahead of Wilson personally, but I think New York is in love with Zach Wilson. So mm-hmm. that means Justin Fields is going to fall to San Francisco. Mm. Wow, that's <laughs> that's nasty. That is Ooh, nasty, 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 nasty. So I, I think I think the Falcons. I mean. I, I guess if you wanted to draft Trey Lance and sit him for two or three years while Matt Ryan finishes out his contract, I, no. I guess I guess you could do that. I wouldn't have, you no. know, I, I would if say. I'm, if I'm the Falcons, I'm drafting a quarterback that I want to play right now. Yeah. Because Atlanta is hurting for some, for some positivity, and Matt Ryan's not giving it right now. Now, he may do it this year under new leadership. We, we don't know that, but. Atlanta is looking for something to happen, and it needs to happen right now. If that means I got to go get me a quarterback, you got to go do it. You have to. You gotta. You gotta protect Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan's. I. You know, it's it just because he's the quarterback, he's not given the positivity. But it, it's hard to do that when you're constantly getting knocked down. Mm-hmm. When your offensive line think, is terrible, yeah. I think you get Penny Sewell. You know, you can call me crazy, whatever you want to do. I think you get Penny Sewell. I think he's a day one left tackle starter. Mm-hmm. I think you get I, Penny I think Sewell. I, that's what Atlanta's missing as well. Um, if I don't get a quarterback, I'm getting me some offensive linemen. So I'm getting some offensive linemen and defensive linemen. Yeah, they they need pass rush and they need O line. Yes. And I'm Penny Sewell, Penny Sewell is sitting there at four at this point. You have to get him, or <coughs> or do you go Jamar Chase and just really load up the firepower? Do you get Kyle Pitts, solidify your tight end position because he's a guy that is good enough to be an inline blocker, uh, but you pair him with Hayden Hurst and you got a dynamic duo there at tight end. Uh, you got somebody that can be a third receiver or primary tight end. When uh, Justin Gage is in the game, yeah, what what, what do you do? Or Russell Gage, um, I should say. I'm thinking you? that I'm going to get somebody that can block for those guys, so I can get those guys the ball. Yeah, yeah. You just <laughs> the, signed with the you ones just signed that we already Davis. have. Yeah. Okay. What about your Cowboys? If I'm the Cowboys, I'm getting me a good backup quarterback. Uh, that that's behind Dax. Um. And I think I'm, I'm I'm looking at linebacker play, linebacker and secondary play from the Cowboys. Yeah, they need tremendous help. Defense was, I think, in the bottom yeah. bottom third. I think they were close to. Yeah, our DFL. defense was was hurting, hurting yeah. bad. And you got to think if uh, Dak doesn't get hurt, I mean, we're putting up points. I mean, it took us a while to get going during games, but. I mean, we're putting up 35 points a game, you know, trying to compete and score, you know, with, with other teams. So yeah. I think offensively, I think we're fine. I think we just kind of beef up the offensive line a little bit. You know, Zeke's going to be Zeke. He's going to get it done as long as he doesn't do anything stupid. Yeah. Um, and, and you got CD defensively, and, and Amari. Yeah. And, but defensively, I think you get look at linebacker and secondary um, if, I'm the, uh, if I'm the Cowboys right now. I think those are the two most important spots that we need to get more more athleticism in, that's for sure. Gotcha. It's going to be an interesting draft, no doubt. So, uh, But, Israel, that's going to do it for us tonight. Uh, I know it's getting uh, – it got late real early. And uh, 
And so, uh, you know, Georgia athletics, man, Josh Brooks is, is at the, is at the helm of a great, great athletics program. Football is humming. Uh, baseball seems to be getting some things, more things right than not. Uh, women's basketball is flourishing. Got to figure out the men's basketball program. I, I think, uh, gymnastics needs a, needs a kick in the ass, but, um, you know, you, you got all these programs that are in drastically improving, uh, all, all around, fi- uh, f- facilities are improving. Uh, you're getting a lot of positive attention there. So I think Josh Brooks is doing a hell of a job, uh, with mm-hmm. that. He's creating, he's creating a positive environment. He's creating a winning environment for a lot of these programs and he's giving much needed support. That's the biggest thing. He's giving support to these programs. So I'm excited at the direction of Georgia athletics. I'm excited to be a part of this where we can talk about all this stuff and, and be proud to wear our G no matter where we are. I'm always proud to, to wear the G no matter where I am anyway. Uh, but it just gives me that extra oomph of like, you know, I wear my G at school. I wore it today actually. And mm-hmm. people are like, I get, I always get the go Vols, roll tide. You know, I get those firing at me. Um, but you know, occasionally I'll get a, Hey man, you guys are going to be really good. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, we yeah, are. are. Yeah, we, we, we are, we're going to be great. So, um, one last announcement. I saw this on Twitter. If you are a student at Georgia, please follow in my footsteps. They have availability for uh, student assistance in recruiting. I can't imagine how much more fun it is now than it was uh, pre like heavy computer days. Like I was stuffing questionnaires and sending faxes and doing things like that. I can only imagine what those student assistants do now. And it's a fun time to get involved with a championship caliber program. So if you're a student at UGA, get on that recruiting staff right now. They do a tremendous job. Uh, you know, Katie Turner, Logan Reed, and and their crew are doing a tremendous job with recruiting. And so it it it's it's a great time to get involved. It's how I got involved. It's how I got my foot in the door in and in football at the next level. So do it. You won't be sorry. Get it going. I mean, recruiting is recruiting is is what we do. I mean, it, it makes your team better, and why not get involved now, especially if it's something that you want to do down the line, um, because it opens the doors for so many other things as well. So, I mean, get involved. Um, you know, do whatever you can to be a part of this program. Because I'm telling you, Georgia's about to take off. The SEC is about to take off, and it's about to be a lot of fun to watch here in September. Mm-hmm. 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 Great. So yes, do that. And and, and uh, Israel speaks nothing but facts. So uh, that's going to do it for us, Israel. Um, you know, I'm 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 glad you found a situation uh, down in Monroe that is. It's gonna you know I'm I'm rooting for the tornadoes. I'm a big tornado fan. I, I hope you guys. <laughs> I, I hope I hope you guys win your region. I hope you guys go far in the playoffs. I'm I'm, I'm rooting for you guys. Um, and and I hope, uh, I hope you guys take over Albany. And, uh, Believe it. you know, I, I'm hoping the toppers, which I'm hoping to at least make us look like co- coastal Carolina. We are running the midline option. We're going to be, we're going to actually kind of turn into an option team. So I'm, I'm, I'm oddly happy about that. Um, and we hope you have a Georgia baseball 
type of weekend where you blast seven home runs and ambush the number one team in the country, 14 to two in Nashville. Uh, we hope you have that kind of weekend. Uh, as always, stay safe. Thank you for listening. I want to thank our sponsors, betonline.ag, Canaan, and Monster Bass. So if you, you can get some good sunglasses to wear on the boat while you use your new baits from Canaan and you bet on the Masters. You can do it all from the boat. It's great. So I want to thank our sponsors. I want to thank you for listening. Find us on social media. Rate, subscribe, listen, uh, anywhere you get your podcast. Um, live streaming is coming soon. Uh, that's in the works. So stay tuned for that. And, uh, you know, as always, want to thank you for listening. Want to give you a big hearty go dogs and have a great weekend. Believe it. Go dogs. Thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.